0: we are wrapping up a series today called Life Lessons. It's those things that we all agree on as followers of Jesus, but we rarely live it out to the fullest. And perhaps today's topic in our little part of the world is the one that we miss the most, and that's finding the priority of purpose. Do we live our lives for the target that God has given us? Because every single day that we have really is a just continuous set of choices and decisions. Now, some of those choices are big choices. They're huge decisions. And we know that they're going to change the path or the direction of our life depending on what we choose. But most of the choices and decisions in life are not those great, big, obvious ones. They're the small decisions that stack on top of one another over time and also give direction to our life. I mean, think about it. Every choice that we make is by definition a yes to one thing and a no to something else. It's going to move you towards something and move you away from something else. Here's some examples. Every single week we have a choice to make about will I spend money or will I save money? It's very difficult, if not impossible, to do both in the same moment. Or am I going to fill my weekend up with activities or am I going to be invested in the life of the church? Am I going to add more sports to our family, more band to our family, more theater, uh, more dance, more cheer, more at work or more whatever? I'm going to add more or am I going to invest and insist on margin in our family? You're moving toward one thing and away from another. And because of that, we desperately need a way to decide what is the right and good and healthy thing for us to do. How do I know what decision to make from moment to moment, from day to day, from week to week? And most of the time, what we tend to do is we make decisions based on balance. How do I keep everything settled and balanced in my life? But I want to suggest to you for reasons that I hope to make clear, is that we need to set that approach aside, let it go, and instead make decisions based on target and the priority of purpose in our life? What is it that God has placed as the bullseye in my life where I'm to aim? And let's make decisions on that. All right, Paul talks about this in his life, in the life of the early church, in a letter he wrote to the Philippians. I want us to look at that together. Philippians chapter three, verses seven through 14. But whatever were gains to me, I want to know Christ, yes, to know the power of his resurrection and the participation in his sufferings, becoming like him in his death and so somehow attaining to the resurrection from the dead. Not that I have already obtained all this or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. In other words, Paul had a target. And listen to the words he said. I want to take hold of that for which Christ has taken hold of me. I want to win the prize by achieving the goal that God has given to me. Paul resisted the temptation to tell God what the purpose would be. He resisted the temptation to say, well, I want to do all the things all the time. He said, God has given me a target, a purpose, and I want that to be the main thing that helps me to discern all the decisions in life. That in everything I do, I'm shooting for this. Look at what he calls all the other things in verse 7. He says, I consider all of this loss. Now that word loss is important. It doesn't just mean that all these other things were unhelpful to meet the goal. It literally means that it was counterproductive. For him to discern or make decisions based on any of those other things, it was not just that it didn't propel him forward, but it pulled him back and prevented him from reaching the target that God had given him. Now, what are some of those things? Well, he lays it out for us in verses 4 through 6, leading up to the section we read. And he says, here are some of the things that I felt like were so important to me. One, he said, was my family of origin. I was a Hebrew of Hebrews. Many of us are still trying to find our worth and value and meaning in the family that we came from. And we continue to look back. Now we need to learn from what was, but not be captive to it. Many of us have been held captive to our family of origin. Maybe we had a wonderful experience growing up and we say, well, I will always do those things. Or maybe we had a really difficult, challenging, hurtful upbringing and we say, well, I will never do any of those things. And in either case, rather than looking forward to the target, we're looking back and we're held captive to what was. Another thing Paul leaned on was not just family of origin, but he was, said he was the most zealous of anybody As for zealous for the law, he was a Pharisee. He did it all. He was depending on his effort. How many of us are depending on our effort to make things happen? And I promise you this, if we're trying to do life based on our effort, apart from the Holy Spirit, you will absolutely run yourself into the ground. Many of us have experienced that. Another thing that Paul lifted up that he depended on was his track record and his reputation that people knew about how good he was and what he did. And many of us are stuck on that. What do other people think of me? What what do other people see about my life? Do they see that I have it all together? And that will never propel us forward to what God has for us. And then finally, Paul said, you know what, I performed the law perfectly. I've never failed in doing this. And he said, I would depend on a lack of failure. And a lot of us still believe that, that for me to be able to accomplish my purpose means I have to have no failure in my life. And so we live our lives, if we failed in the past, stuck in shame of what happened, or we look to the future paralyzed with fear, afraid of the failure that might come. Now, all of these are important for us to wrestle with, And they can all kind of help us to move forward if we learn from it. But only if they are put under our relationship and pursuit and being pursued by Jesus Christ. Whenever they get above or in front of Jesus and what he's calling us to do, they not only become uh, unable to help us move forward, but they become lost. They become counterproductive. They hold us in things that were instead of what God is calling us to And we've got to be willing to say, Lord, I want to get my purpose, my target from you. And I want to aim for the target. I want to center on the target. I want everything to be about that target and what you've given me. Because here's a truth for all of us is that everything of value in my life starts with and is based on what I receive by grace in faith in Christ from God. And it may not impress other people, but it is the only way to be in a restored relationship with our God. And it's the only way to do what Paul said, forget what was and move toward what will be and the target that God's given me. To Just surrender to what he wants to do in and through my life and live for that. It's the only way to move forward. So what does that look like for us? What do we do? Well, it starts with understanding that when Jesus saved us, when he died on the cross, when he saves us a place in heaven, and he sends the Holy Spirit, he's not just saving you a room for the future. He wants to do something in your life today, and he bestows upon your life a purpose, to be loved by God, to love him, love others, make God known in some specific way in your life to make God known in the world and God is calling us to embrace that. So let me lift up a couple of things about how we embrace that. Here's the first. As we understand that purpose needs to be priority. What I wanna encourage us to do is to aim for the target. Aim, A-I-M. I want us to go all in on the mission. See, most of what we do in life when we talk about the target, when we talk about how do I navigate my life, we don't think in terms of going all in on the mission. We think in terms of balance. Now, on the surface, balance sounds like an okay thing, but but here's what I want to suggest to you is that when we talk about balance, we're not really just talking about living a healthy, sustainable life. What we're talking about is how many things can I cram into my life without dropping something? And be honest with yourself. That is typically what we mean when we say, keep life in balance. I want to keep everything up in the air. So literally what we're doing is we're going through life, trying to juggle all the things that we have going on in life, right? So here's the problem. Here's the problem with that. It's not just to show you my one and only party trick. That's not that impressive. (laughs) Here's the thing, as we're juggling all the things in life, if you were to come and throw one more ball up at me, one or all of them are gonna drop. But here's the worst part, is that I would not be in control of which one gets dropped. And in our pursuit to find balance, to keep all the things up in the air, a lot of times the most important thing gets dropped. And even more than that, if I were able to keep all the things in the air all the time, and keep it all balanced that still doesn't mean that the most important thing is being a part of my life and so we got to find the target and aim all in on the mission all right the second part of this number one is the purpose needs to be priority number two is purpose needs to be the gatekeeper it is the way, it is the measurement, it is the door through which we make decisions about everything that we say yes to and everything that we say no to. I and mean, it's the guide that helps us understand whether I'm, I'm moving in the right direction or not. Because the point is not just to hit the piece of paper that has the target on it. The point is to get as close to the bullseye as I possibly can. And what I want to do is to measure every decision and outcome. Am I getting closer to the bullseye? Am I getting closer to the purpose that God has given me? Now let me tell you what some of the things that are not to be gatekeepers in our life. One of the things that should not be a gatekeeper in our life is what other people think of us, our reputation. Being uh, popular, having a good uh, uh, reputation around other people. Because one day you're going to stand before one person and one person only and it won't be all the other people. It's going to be Jesus Christ who breathed life into you giving you a heartbeat in your chest and giving you eternal life and he's going to want to know did you live your life for the purpose he gave you? Another thing that we should not make a gatekeeper in our life it's not just the reputation but it's that fear of missing out. And I, I, I hope that you will Let this resonate with you. Many of us have missed our purpose because we are so afraid of enjoying what all the other people are enjoying and doing what all the other people are doing. And and I really want to drive this home. If you're a parent, if you're married, if you make decisions for anybody else or you encourage anybody else, We have failed those around us when we make decisions based on fear of missing out rather than driving them to the purpose that God has for them. If you're living your marriage to get something out of it or to make somebody happy rather than the purpose for which God has given you and your spouse, you're missing the point. If you're parenting your kids to get them involved in all the things all the time because you don't want to miss out on what all the other people are doing and you're never pointing them to the purpose that God has for them, that God wants to do something for eternity for the kingdom of God in and through their life, you're missing the point. It's not just about a scholarship or the team or having fun or whatever. It is about God has an eternal call on their life or pointing them to the target. One more thing that's not the gatekeeper, it's what all the people around you, you feel like they want from you. And I'm not saying be irresponsible. I'm not saying intentionally let people down. I'm saying put people in their proper place. I love the disciples when they were, they were tasked by the, the religious leaders to, to fall into line, they said, we can't obey you and not obey God. We have one Lord and you're not it. And I, I'm convinced of this, that we love people best when we take them off of the throne of our lives. And we can truly love them with compassion, not obligation, not waiting for them to think some way about us, but we can really love them the way God intended. So purpose is the gatekeeper. And then finally, purpose brings freedom. Purpose will give us freedom. When we know the purpose in our life, it helps us to understand what really belongs to us and what doesn't. And so it helps us to begin to experience real peace. In our life, that, that I, I know what God has called me to do and what he's called me to be about and only me. And so I don't have to get all hung up in what other people are doing. I don't have to get hung up on what other people need from me. I can really love people and walk with people without getting confused where my responsibility ends and where it starts. A lot of us in the pursuit to have empathy and love people, we become codependent with people because we're looking for them to give us value and meaning and purpose when only God can give that. And when we make priority the purpose in our life, here's what happens. It gives direction so I can now make decisions, they become easier, I can make decisions on, am I moving in the right direction? It clarifies for us what belongs to us and we can let all the other things go. It takes away the fear of missing out because I'm not missing out on what God has given just for me. And it makes all those decisions easier. And what I would long for for each and every one of us is to have the freedom that living for that target brings. I wanna stop trying to juggle life and I wanna aim in on the target for my marriage, for my kids, for my work, for my life. I wanna aim for the target. Because when I don't aim for the target, life is overwhelming. It's hard enough. Now, some of us, you might be here today and you're overwhelmed, not by anything you've done, not by a lack of purpose, but you, you are just overwhelmed because of the season that you're in. And that's gonna happen to all of us. And I wanna encourage you, if you're in that place where life is just battering you, to make your target to just cry out to Jesus. Let all the other stuff go. Give yourself some grace and just cry out to him. But if you're overwhelmed because you have not clarified your purpose, you haven't made it a priority, it's not the gatekeeper. And because of that, you're juggling all the things all the time. I wanna encourage you to ask the Lord for some clarity around your purpose. Because when God saves, he brings purpose with it. There's three questions we love to ask around here. You've probably heard it before, as we look for our purpose. What breaks your heart? What is it that, that I live, makes my heart beat fast for? Uh, what do I have to work with? Those resources that I've give, been given, the, the spiritual gifts, the talents, the experiences, relationships. And what are the needs around me? How can I use those things to bless somebody else and point them to Jesus? And, and I pray that if you're overwhelmed because you're trying to do all the things all the time, that you'll pray that the Lord will give you some clarity around those things. But it has to start by submitting to Jesus. Jesus was never intended to be our wingman here with us while we make decisions. Jesus has been, is, and always will be Lord of lords, King of kings. He is God. Not with me, but above me, and I'm submitted to him in worship. And we have to begin there where we come and we fall and we say, I trust you, I submit to you, I believe in you so much so that you have all of my life, Lord. And from there we say, Lord, as I submit to you, God, will you give me clarity around the next step? Will you give me some discernment of some things that need to be let go? And then we pray, Lord, give me the courage and the faith to move toward you. Because you know what? It's going to be hard. When you start to filter out some of the other things, not everybody's going to understand and not everybody's going to encourage you and be on your side. But we live for heaven and not for today. What would happen to our world? Just our our workplaces and homes and communities and schools. We'll just start right there. What would happen if we stopped trying to do all the things all the time and every single one of us committed to live for that purpose? live for aiming for that target all in on the mission I think that our world will be changed I think our lives will be changed so if you'll stand I'm going to pray for you and pray for me these prayer rails are open if you'd like to come and and meet with the Lord maybe to surrender to him. Maybe today is a day of salvation. Maybe it's you're praying for clarity. Maybe you're praying for strength to filter out some of those things you need to filter out. And I pray that the Holy Spirit would stir in your heart and your mind and you take a step toward him today. So let's pray. God, we love you and we praise you and celebrate you. Thank you for loving us. God, thank you for redeeming us. Thank you for saving us and giving us a part of your kingdom work that we have meaning and value and purpose starting today. And I pray, Father, that if you're stirred in the heart of any individual that they would submit to you, maybe they'll come and and kneel as an act of faith and and just listen to your voice or whatever needs to happen, God. Because what I desire for all of us is that when we stand before Jesus, He's going to look at us because of our faith and the way we surrender and submit to you and run after you as the main thing, that you're going to look at us and say, well done, my good and faithful servant. And we're going to receive those rewards for eternity. Thank you that you initiate it, Lord, and you empower us to do that. Help us to submit to you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.